Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you today? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. By the way, um, uh, to all our listeners who are um, following our Instagram, we're starting to... to do that a little bit more. Thank you. And we are reading your comments and questions and um, I'm trying to answer everybody I can. Um, I'm a little bit older, so Instagram's kind of a stretch for me, but I'm, I'm making it work. You are well on your way to becoming an influencer. <laughs> I am many things. I'm not sure about influencer. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Boundary setting. And mm. this is interesting because I just had a really interesting conversation about boundaries with a client um, yesterday. And, um, I mean, there's so many kind of subtopics I think we could cover with boundary setting or, or how that goes, but I think we're trying to stick to the idea of, of, um, kind of giving and providing information on how to set boundaries with people, boundary setting. Yeah. What's what I, like kind of, what is it? Why is it hard? And what can you do mm. to get better at it? Maybe you do the, what is it? You're good at those okay. summations. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want, you, you said you've got a client. Why don't you use your client as an example of, to and then maybe I'll, I'll come back with a more generic okay. explanation of what it is. So use this to kind of illustrate I'm what. I'm change some details of this real quick in my head. Okay, so I have a client um, who is a caregiver to their spouse um, who has some chronic health conditions and um, feels very kind of uh, put upon in some ways by that, by that partner, um, that they could be doing more than they are, and, and they get kind of roped in doing a lot of things that that um, aren't real fair for this client. Um, not only that, she has another relative who's caring for an elderly parent, and there's some friction there, and there are demands from that sibling um, to help, mm -hmm. uh, that they have to do things um, to make this situation bearable for their sibling. Um, and we were having a conversation and they asked, um, you know, I really need to have boundaries, better boundaries around this because I end up caving, you know, once my sibling starts yeah. calling me names and telling me what a horrible person I, I am, you know, I start to cave and I, I, you know, I have a hard time saying no there and, and with my spouse as well when they're making these demands and they're being very kind of, um, th they're kind of calling my character into question as, as you know, kind of a my behavior is a symptom of my, you know, horrible character. And I end up caving and I said, Oh, okay. Well, it seems like there's a policy you want to create around boundaries that will allow you to keep them kind of, um, firm. Even when people are pushing against them, it seems like that's what, and I, so I asked, what is your policy around mm -hmm. your, your boundaries and when you can set boundaries and when you can take them down and when you leave. And she said, what do you mean? <laughs> And I right. said, well, have you thought about, you know, this situation in a way that allows you to create an, a, an idea of like what's, oh, what's okay with you and what's not and, and what you're willing to. And she said, man, I, I, I didn't know you could do that. You know, it was a really interesting conversation where she was like, I didn't know you could kind of create your own rules for this situation. I thought there was some kind of moral code I was trying to find within these moments you know, I never thought I could be kind of proactive and just kind of setting what my decision would be and being okay with that all my own. Um, and the idea was sh they didn't know that it, this was a choice that they could 
they could kind of make decisions based on what they wanted rather than searching out the more morality and ethical kind of recommendations mm-hmm. for every situation. It was really an interesting yeah. where, where I think I have these conversations a lot and I think this way. I just, to me, it was kind of a surprise that this person had never considered they could, they could make the boundary up as they wanted to. Yeah. It's all sort of ad hoc. People just kind of do what yeah. seems yeah. or feels right in the situation, but there's no kind of overall. Or um, they're, they're, they're looking through the, the elements of the situation um, and not that that's not an important thing to do to when you think about a situation, but they're sifting through that to give them kind of some kind of sense of what they how they should feel, hmm. right? Like if I if I think about this enough and what and and am I being good or am I being bad, that will tell me what I need to do in this situation. As opposed to just having sort of an external kind of like rule book of yeah. in, in this situation I do this or, or just like yeah or just you making the decision about the situation yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think about boundary, setting boundaries. It's basically um, it's it's your playbook for how you deal with other people's mm-hmm. requests mm-hmm. slash demands. <laughs> right. right, right. And there, there's basically two flavors of it. There's people demanding that you do something, or demanding that you stop doing something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or on the less extreme end, requesting that you do something or requesting that you stop doing something. Yeah, I, I think the requests come in all different flavors, right? Yep. Uh, from the just simple requests and to all, all the way up to extreme guilt and manipulation mm-hmm. and then just outright, sometimes maybe verbally violent or, 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 or physically violent demands. You know? yep. So there's a, there's, a, there's a slew of, of ways people can try to request things of us. Yeah. Right. So setting boundaries is about having a, um, a system or a procedure like you were talking about for dealing with other people's unreasonable requests or requests that don't align with your particular values or preferences. Mm, well, yeah. Developing a philosophy about where that is, right? Where those, yeah. where those boundaries get set. Yeah, where, where they are, but then also like what you actually do. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ba- boundary setting is not just about knowing what's an appropriate boundary. There's a lot more to it. There's, there's setting the boundary and then there's actually enforcing the boundary right, right. as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think that kind of covers, um, or like I, another example, I, I have a client who is sort of in a similar situation actually has a, um, has a parent. Um, he has a, a, his father's in a nursing home and, um, is very old, probably close to death. Um, and, makes a lot of requests of his son like re- front just really a lot of times very frankly kind of like ticky tacky things like he'll say he'll want like a very specific kind of soda that they don't have at the nursing home <laughs> yeah and he will call up his his son and say you need to go get some of this for me bring and it come out. Right, yeah, like yeah. no matter what he's doing he's wow. like at work or he's taking his, his kid's soccer game or um <clears throat> and that the the, the my client's first reaction is no, it's ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm not just going to drop everything I'm doing right now yeah. to bring you like a pack of soda, Diet right? Dr. Pepper. Yeah. yeah. But then there's almost instantly this program kicks in, in his mind, which is, well, he's 90 something. Like he's not going to be around much he longer. Get he can't go get it himself. He's going to be really irritated and frustrated. Like I should just, you know, take the high road and, and, do this for him, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. there's that guilt, right? Mm-hmm. He feels really guilt. In, he's well, he's feeling anxious about potentially feeling guilty. So he he caves on his initial 
boundary, which would have been saying, no, I can't do it right now, or I'll do it later this evening or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And he, he'd go that. So he had kind of a tentative boundary, but then it caved. Right. So I think this, this is the type of situation where, where boundary setting comes in. Yeah. Um, so, but what about like actually setting boundaries? Like, why is it so hard? <laughs> I think <laughs> this, in some ways, what makes it hard is feelings, <laughs> emotion, yeah. difficult emotions often kick in when you imagine, you know, your, um, sister calls you up before Thanksgiving and says, so you're hosting Thanksgiving dinner again, right? And you're, you're actually thinking to yourself like, this is incredibly stressful on me and my family. I'm not sure I want to keep being the one who always hosts Thanksgiving right. dinner. Right. But then you think, oh God, like she's got such a temper. Like she's going to get so mad and mm-hmm. she's going to be so, she's going to bring it up constantly. Like for the, like all year long, I'm going to be hearing about this. Like, ugh, forget it. It's not worth it. I'll just do it. Yeah. Right. So there's that again. It's like you imagine it's, it's a feeling like at first it was like fear of someone else's anger. Yeah. Right. But then you also play out these scenarios in your head of hypotheticals, like life is going to look like X, Y, and Z, and uh, it's going to be yeah. a disaster. Yeah. So, I'll just, so that's another, I think, kind of a common reason why we cave on boundaries is because of these hypothetical scenarios we play out in our head and then treat as reality and make our decisions based on those. Yeah, yeah. And, and when other people push against um, our idea of what we want, um, it gets even more interesting because sometimes that push comes with some venom, you know, why, you know, can't you see that I can't leave the nursing home and that you, you know, Mm -hmm. can't you see son that, Hey, I'm sorry. I call you once a day to get something that I can't, you know, it comes with some pepper on it. And it, and I think it makes you question your own morality and your own, am I a good person? And like, Oh shoot, am I being bad here? You know, there's Mm -hmm. this, there's this real moral thing in a lot of clients I see with this kind of boundary issue where, where, a lot of it's about being, am I a good person or not? Is this, is this okay for me to not, you know, it just feels like I'm, I'm again, kind of being bad if I don't do mm-hmm. that thing that this person wants because I could do it. I could probably do it. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's understandable because, to some, yes, like how you interact with other people in your life to some extent is a moral issue, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If, you know, if, yeah, we all want to be a good person. Right. To some extent. In our own heads. But that's the thing. I think it's very, it, it seems like it's hard for a lot of people to, to reason morally in a pragmatic way rather than a kind of all or nothing way. Like a, a lot of people's sense of morality is the just like good, bad. Like yeah. in a given situation, like there is one definitive right answer yep. and everything else is bad. Yeah. Right. And that's a, I, I will grant that maybe there are situations like that that do have kind of extreme levels of moral clarity. Um, but a lot of life seems pretty murky, you know, <laughs> right. especially I think when you consider what economists call opportunity cost, yeah. which is if, if you, let's say you, you know, my, my client, he's a really busy guy. Like he's got a really demanding job and he, he actually doesn't get to go to a lot of his son's soccer games cause he's got work mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there was this real dilemma where, and he wasn't even aware of it. He was at his son's soccer game and the dad calls up. like asking, I can't remember what it was specifically, but it was something like really trivial. And he, he did, he left his son's soccer, like the first one to be able to go to like a month to go bring his dad some like really. And so what I tried to validate for him is, okay, so you made the decision that you wanted to do something nice for your dad, basically. Yeah. But did you consider, right? The opportunity cost of that is you were not able to do something nice for your son. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. 
Yeah. Right? Now, that's, this is a tricky thing as a therapist yeah, 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 to, yeah. to propose. Careful. But I, I do think when you're thinking morally, you have to consider opportunity cost. Yeah, this, that These be... decisions don't happen in a vacuum. There are repercussions. And so you have to consider pros and cons. Yeah. Upsides and downsides. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think when you start thinking like that, it can help you get out of this, well, it would be a good thing to do, therefore I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is a really dangerous, overly simplistic mindset to be reasoning about morality from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Everything, you know, it's like a doctor who just prescribes some drug because it, it has a really good benefit without considering the side effects. Yeah, no, yeah, no right? consideration of like you the know. fact that you go blind in one eye. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure, yeah. it'll cure, kill your, you know, it'll cure your cancer, but then it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, shortly two days after. later. Um, well, this this is interesting because, um, you, you know, in, in setting boundaries, then. Um, would be the logical next step for this guy. Maybe where do I want that boundary to be? If there's an mm-hmm. opportunity cost here and a, you know, another cost here, how do I know what, where I want my boundary to be if I don't know what's right or wrong in that situation? Um, and the right or wrong of it to me gets tricky because if you're looking at every behavior you do in your life as a possible sin or, or some kind of moral conundrum, you know, that's a lot of pressure to, uh, to apply to yourself constantly. Um, and, and, and so usually when I start a conversation with clients around boundaries, um, we really kind of outline what's important to them. You know, first of all, you know, we, we kind of want our boundaries to be reflective of our, our values, values, I think, in mm-hmm. a way. Um, so we do a lot of kind of values work to kind of identify and clarify those. Now, offhand, it sounds like your client has a, a, a really strong ba- uh, value sorry, around being a good son. And I don't know what the definition of that is for him, but there's something there about being... Um, um, in service of his father that is, is important to him because he makes all these decisions to do this behavior. It would seem that there's some kind of value there. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to define that value and then kind of weigh some of these behaviors against it and say like, you know, are you not a good son if you don't leave your son's soccer game to go get your dad a diet Dr. Mm-hmm. Pepper right now? You know, <laughs> is that, is that in disharmony with my value there? Yeah, and he I would probably be able Dr. to say, Pepper. no, that's, you know, I can probably <laughs> get it after the game or whatever that is. But, um, well, but I, I think this is important because va- values don't operate in, in a vacuum. Like they conflict with each other all right, the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And that's hard for clients to understand. It. Especially it sounds like here, it's like this real misread of like, Ugh, I've got two really important values right here in front mm-hmm. of me. One. Yeah. Yeah. One really dominated the other in a, in a almost a hurtful way, maybe potentially. So I think that's a real antidote to the, the difficulty of setting boundaries is expanding your viewpoint to be able to consider all of your values, not just this one that you get locked yeah, in on. That's a good practice to do. Kind mm-hmm. of w- w- how does this um, situation impact all of my values or, or what values are impacted by this? Right. Yeah. Right. Whether situation. it's other people in your life, whether it's your own health and well being, like these are all important too. Which <laughs> I, I, I tend to put that at the top of a lot of people's list. Your well being, both physically and mentally, should be really important. Right. Uh, without either of those, you're, you're going to really struggle to be effective in the rest of them, it seems, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's entirely like the, one of the, my client's other struggles is he feels so resentful of his dad that when he does spend time with his dad, what oh, little time he awful. has, he's just constantly mad at him and oh. frustrated. And like, here's your diet so that, Dr. Pepper jerk. Yeah. yeah that's oh. how he feels. Right. Oh. So the quality is yeah. garbage. Yeah. Right. And, and we, and it turns out like he, when he was able to start setting and enforcing boundaries and not just doing all that. So 
actually decreasing the amount of time he spent with his dad, he, he, the quality of their interaction started to go up mm-hmm. because he was less resentful and he was more able to be available and there in kind of a, a genuine way mm-hmm. with his dad, mm-hmm. which may, makes that time much more meaningful and valuable yeah. to both of them, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really important. Let's, do you have anything else? I want to move on to yeah. enforcing boundaries, Let's which I feel like is the, the, the mo- maybe the most underrated part of yeah. the well, idea and, of boundaries. And really the important part, too. Yeah, I mean, I, so I'll see what you think about this, but I almost think you shouldn't set boundaries if you're not willing to enforce them. Because 100% agree. What happens is if you set a boundary and then you don't enforce it, right? You just let it crumble or you cave. What you're teaching other people is you're not serious. It doesn't really matter to you. Mm-hmm. Your boundaries aren't actually that important mm-hmm. because they're not. Your actions suggest that they're not all that important to you if you just give up on them all the time, mm-hmm. right? So you're actually making it harder on yourself, on your future self to set and enforce boundaries when you get, when you don't enforce them. Right. Yeah. So I, I think this is actually important at, at the outset. You need to be really careful. If you were going to set a boundary, you need to make sure it's something you a know how to enforce and then B are actually willing to enforce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Can I tell you, I 100% agree and I'm going to follow it up by a part B that sounds completely the opposite of what you just said. Okay. <laughs> Which is, I agree that you, you really need to tend your boundaries and be able to do that. And your boundaries are your choice. And I think sometimes people make a mistake of setting too strict a boundary. You know? Oh, when they try yeah. to set boundaries, they say, I, w- I will not do this for my brother. And then there's a situation where they're like, oh, I could do that in like five minutes. It wouldn't be a big deal. I could, but I like, oh, I have this about, and, and it confuses themselves sometimes. So as much as you want to be able to be really good about affirming your boundaries, I think you want to allow flexibility sometimes because some context you just don't mind, right? Like I have, I have a boundary around how I want to be treated in relationships. And there's a caveat in my philosophy that says like, look, if someone's having it, awful day and they just lost somebody close to them and they've lost their job and they yell at me and scream at me, I might just be okay with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, the boundary around how I want to be treated will, will change due to that context a little bit. It'll flex a little bit. Right. But I want it to be firm enough that when I say, hey, you can't yell at me in a, in a friendship, you know, and mm-hmm. treat me this way, then I can do that as well. Does that make sense? Yep. So I totally agree with number one, you, you, you need to reinforce your boundaries and you want them to be a little bit pliable for context because I, I find a lot of people when they're setting boundaries, they set so strict a boundary and then they're, they're even conflicted about that right. because the context will come up and they're like, well, uh, and, and they just feel like they can't and right. it introduces this kind of failure kind of, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, it's also important that, that setting ba- enforcing boundaries is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately the way to get better at it for it to make it not so hard is you have to build up confidence that you can do it and that things work out for the best. And I think in general, the way to approach that is incrementally. Yeah. Like I would, you, I would um, disagree. I don't, I don't think you think about things turning out for the best. I think you, 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 you realize that I'm going to set this boundary and I'll be able to cope with the consequences no matter what they are. Cause some boundary setting doesn't go well. It's hard and, and 
sometimes relationships are ruined with healthy boundaries and it hurts and, and to, to realize, oh, and maybe that's what you're saying. If that's the yeah. best thing, like, okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, in the and, end. Yeah, you don't yeah. get a good, I, I just meant maybe you were saying you, you're going to get a oh, good Oh, yeah, outcome. it's not going to feel yeah. really good necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. right off the bat. There you go. That's there a good go. distinction. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, but a lot of people are super intimidated by the idea of setting, but especially enforcing boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, if my, if my sister who always flies off the handle um, gets upset with me, like, Ugh, I, I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. Right? So, and that's understandable, right? It's like anything. Like if you go to the gym and someone says, here, lift, bench press these 300 pounds. And you're like, I've never bench pressed anything. Like, (laughs) hell no. (laughs) Um, You got to work your way up, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it's, you might have an ideal level of boundary setting and enforcing that you want to get to, Mm -hmm. but you might start more modestly, but with really small things to build up your confidence yeah. Over time. Yeah. Right. So if, if you want to be able to, I, I don't know, like if, if you have a family member who always calls and complains to you, right. And you really want to set a firm boundary on this and, and not do that. You might, you might set a small boundary of whenever this family member calls me, I don't just instantly pick up the phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I let it go to voicemail and if they really need to get a hold of me, they can leave a voicemail other and I'll call them back like at some other point. Yeah, and you right? could use time as your a variable mm-hmm. too. Like I'll call that back in an hour or your yep. your client with the dad could say, yeah, I'll get him his diet, Dr. Pepper, but in exactly. an hour. Right. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's yeah. like, no, I don't respond to trivial requests from my Right, forever, now, no. from now on. Mm-mm. Well, because sometimes you're going to be driving by there and you're going to go, hey, why yeah. not? You know, and so you don't want to, that's what I mean about setting too firm a boundary. Right. One of my caveats sometimes in boundary setting is is you put the boundary wherever you're comfortable with, right? Whatever you're willing to kind of honestly willing to kind of yeah. do in some situations. I mean, you should have a general one, but although it should probably be a little bit outside of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're, yeah. it's only what you're comfortable with, right. That's going to be, never life. Yeah. but it should be something that's manageable. Yeah. Yeah. If a little uncomfortable. So, so in main, so you recommend start incrementally trying to work up to a boundary that you feel might be healthy in a really don't try to just do it all at once. If you're not used to this process, yeah. try to work up with, um, uh, yeah, try to work up with time or try to work up with intensity maybe mm-hmm. of the feeling that compels you to cave or, yep. you know, if it's that, that guilt or worry, just kind of see if you can ride that out for another half hour, you know, or, or mm-hmm. whatever that is, but try to get a sense that you're pushing into those areas that you struggle yeah. with. Yeah. And you can even practice in other less threatening areas of your life. So mm-hmm. if, you, if, if you're working on boundary setting with your spouse, which is really hard and intimidating, mm-hmm. you, could, you could practice the same thing with like a coworker yeah, right? or your barista at Starbucks or something. You could practice, um, you know, saying no to some, you know, honestly to some sort of request. You could do that in all sorts of relationships. And as you do it in other relationships that are less threatening, you will be building up that muscle and then you can go back to the more difficult one and you'll be a little bit more confident. Yeah. Maybe if you do have someone in your life who, who seems very kind of receptive to, your requests in some ways to kind of right. practice, you know, making requests that are healthy and, and, and doing that and then maybe working up. Yeah. Yep. I, I think there's also this really cool, you know, pushing into those, those moments where you are worried and setting a boundary and holding that line until the, the other person's kind of extinction burst wears off or they're, they're, they're pushing stops. There's this, it's so reinforcing to kind of go, Oh, I didn't have to, yeah, I oh yeah, I didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, it's empowering. Yeah. yeah, it's very empowering. Very, um, you get a sense that you can shape more your world if you can get through some of that. 
whatever that emotional experience is right. for you where you take your boundaries down. And so, um, yeah, inter- a good thing to think about and, and, and uh, get better with. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.